be the longest one, so this is what the the die chose. Well, here we go. Ready? Theme song. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our leader. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I shall talk to you about glorious conformity, about the delight and the ultimate pleasure of our unified society. Well, Miss Powell, you're looking as beautiful as ever. You make an old doctor wish you were a young intern. <laughs> Just as beautiful as you were when you were a little girl. I had quite a crush on you. I lived in the same apartment building. She moves fast for a big one. No, 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 no trouble. I just kill my wife. How come? You be dead. You're a silly old fool of a man. Oh, stop treating me like a retarded child or something. How come you don't make my legs well? Because then I wouldn't have the fun of carrying you. And you'd get yourself a young boyfriend. Something wrong with her. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. How is my favorite attractive young widow? Perfect, as always. Are you describing yourself, Mr. West? Let the mistress decide. There is no God! Viva, 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 viva! Viva Clemente! I'm here, And I agree with you about what they call music. Why don't you play some? Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review, episode 215. Four. Twilight Zone, the movie from 1983. Here's my laser disc that I spent an hour trying to find. Is that a laser disc? I have a fucking laser disc. Jesus. The, the stills are, you, you get a little bit of a, it's a good life. You get a little bit of kick the can, unfortunately. Can. <laughs> and then you get a, whatever that is. Uh, yeah. Oh. John Lithgow. They don't, they do not show John Landis' segment on this at all. Shock. Well, shock well. of all shocks. <laughs> now, did he direct the first, the very first segment, which actually I think is my favorite segment? The opening with Albert Brooks and uh, Dan Aykroyd? Great question. Let's get into this. I'm Cock Goblin okay. West, by the way, according to Jansen. I'm Brian Lakes. I'm Adam Wilcox. I'm a big, fat, sad virgin, according to Jansen Carl. Carlin. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure. Sure, manager. So this is Twilight Zone from 1983. Um, okay. It's, it's five segments, like Dick was hinting at. We got four official segments, one wraparound segment. That's kind of the connective tissue between them. Doesn't really pay off the way they were originally planning on, which was intersecting characters and stories. Instead, after you know the little Vic Morrow thing, they just scrapped everything and went, "Fuck it, let's just get this movie done." Nobody wanted any participation in this movie after that. They just wanted to finish it and go, "Ah, yes, and let's get away from that." There's supposed to be sequels. Never came out. I'm actually surprised they even kept his segment in the movie. They probably should have just taken it out and put made something new, put that in. Well, so, you got to do it for Vic Moreau because it's a god. It's a good performance. It's your last performance. It is a good yeah. story. I will tell it's you. It's good. I, yeah. I, I actually like the segment from what they yeah. salvaged. They made a good story out of it. Vic Moreau is good. He's so good in that part. He, he's, he's very really fucking yeah, like, good in it. Yeah, he's committed. Yeah. They took a shit episode and made a great premise out of it. Unfortunately, it ended in hard, just horrible tragedy. But 
I, I mean, E for effort. Well, yeah. all the information that I read on it, you guys are probably going to correct me, and I, I, I want you to trust me. I, I it's an original. They, they they bill this as an original segment, but it's loosely based on quality. Mercy. A couple of other episodes, right? But they still yeah. But quality of mercy is like the real driving one behind. And, and Death's Head revisited, right? A little bit of that. I thought that was originally based on that, but no, it's just quality of mercy. Okay, because I'm I'm just going off what I read off IMDb, and that was what they listed. They listed yeah. those two as the. I mean, you could expose because I mean, but that's nitpicky. Then, then you can throw in the credits. They listed they list that as an original segment. It's not an actual episode of Twilight Zone. Right, but right, to right. answer Dick's question, John Landis directed the opening segment, which is a lot of fun. It gets you into the movie. Yes, it's a uh, it's it's uh, Dan Aykroyd. I never thought yeah. I want to say Dan Aykroyd saves this movie. Something no human has ever said out loud. Dan Aykroyd <laughs> <laughs> and Albert Brooks. No, because he, he great. They, they Dan Aykroyd up, has lost his fucking mind. By the way, they, they set up the uh, mood. He was always fucking crazy. He, he is. He's certifiable. But yeah, they he, they set the mood and tone for this movie perfectly. Good vodka. Yeah. Remember a thing? They're, they're just flat out telling you this is nostalgia trip. Go on this nostalgia trip with us. Yeah, yeah they're singing along the CCR, and then uh, at one point they start talking. They start humming theme songs back and forth. And they're guessing it. It's a fun game. When you're six or seven or you know somewhere on there, not not thirty, but this is 1983. Yeah, yeah. I got that important little point that uh, the the midnight special song that they're singing got eaten by the the tape deck, which is why I'm fucking glad the tapes aren't a thing anymore because they did do that and it was terrible. Yep. I just bought this. Yeah. Yeah. I just bought this. Seat, this Turn on the radio. Thing. Doesn't work. There's nothing more horrible than when you hear that sound and then all of a sudden tape starts shooting out of the fucking side of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't miss that at all. No, thank nope. you. you think, Fuck all that. Some Blues Brothers songs and that would really tie it in. I had a large collection of cassette tapes and I got rid of them and I don't fucking miss them. I don't know. No, that was the worst. I've replaced all of them with CDs and I'm fine with that. I still so have... I still have some cassette tapes, but CDs are just Not as bad. Me. If you had a car in Michigan where I grew up, it was every fucking yeah. pothole. You can fix a CD a lot easier than you can fix a cassette tape. That's for sure. Cassettes came back because of that fucking Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like for a brief time, cassettes had a comeback, and like swear to God, it was a real thing. Like they were up on the charts again. A million sold, like a what, million. Copies. What kind of asshole collects outdated media? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Laser discs, <laughs> records, vinyl. Yeah, vinyls don't count, though. Because vinyls uh, are cool. Outdated. We mean to be able to count not, it's, music. It's not outdated. This is a book. There's, like, paper in there with words on them and pictures. It, it's it's definitely outdated. Yeah, a book? What the fuck is that? that you trying that to read? Picture? You fucking must have taken our job. What? Space jab? What? <laughs> what did Frank say? <laughs> Chopping down the rainforest for your big book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Killed about 50 trees to make that book. <coughs> Talk to you, Amazon. Literally. Amazon Kindle. Amazon Prime. I tear it down. Rip it apart. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the movie. After the yeah. first segment, they introduce, we see our first segment, which is called Time Out uh, by John Landis. He directed this segment, and it's got Vic Morrow. He comes into like some weird southern country western bar, and he's he's... Talking about the Jews he took his job and the blacks ne- moved in next door and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we got the guy that we saw earlier, Adam, a couple weeks ago. 
the, yeah, the black dude. Yeah, it's, it's the guy the guy that played X on the X-Files. He's also from Jason uh, Goes to Hell. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell do you say? And he's very understanding about this guy's racism for losing his job. Not his job, but not getting promotion. Very understanding. He's like, sorry about your friend. Goes back to his table. Sorry about your friend. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, yeah, he he, he gives up. He's, he's not definitely not wanting to fight. He just wants Vic Morrow to be quiet. Yeah, you know, like just settle down and because it's pissing him off, but he's willing to to work through it. Definitely. Yeah, the, this opening scene it makes me go, holy shit, this movie's PG. Yeah, it, things have changed. Yeah. You could, yeah, th- this was pre-PG-13 PG, yep. which yep. is something else that Spielberg started. He started the PG-13 rating because he, he he said, I'm making my movie, I'm, I'm not, it's not R-rated, so if you don't like it, make up a new rating. And they did. They literally did. It was for so, two movies, Gremlins and Temple of Doom. Yeah. And Temple of Doom. Yeah. Both, I mean, technically both Spielberg both movies. Both fantastic but... movies, by the way. I know, I know. <laughs> Fucking ripping a guy's heart out of his chest. How yeah, beautiful is that? Calling him yeah. You don't see that anymore. Calling him no. pussy Hollywood. You know what was kind of funny is I was thinking about this. Speaking of exactly what you just said, is I was thinking about this episode as I'm watching. I'm going, this is what the Twitter zone wants to do, but they're too. They don't have enough balls to do it. Instead, they have to go. This is how you should feel. I'm like, you used to show your bad guy as a supreme bad guy. Like This guy's spouting out racist shit in the, in the bar, and he goes to Nazi Germany, and he goes to Vietnam. That's the, the only way this episode goes right, yeah, right, goes way out of its way to say, oh, yeah. yeah, well, this is what it's like, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, Welcome yeah, to the shit. That's yeah. the point. Like, that's the whole morality play. That's the fucking point. That's what I'm this getting guy, at. Has, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Nobody like, sits him down and goes... Yeah. Well, now you know what it's like. We understand that visually watching this guy yeah. go through this. Nobody t- explains it to us. It's it's nice not being talked down to all the fucking time. Yeah. But you could tell this is what Thank Jordan Peele's writers want to do. Yeah. But they're just yeah. too big of pussies to do it. So instead they're like, you know, they're, they're immigrants, but they're aliens. You get it? So they're supposed to be, you shouldn't really fit. And you're like, and, and by the end they have, there's no sting to what they're saying. There's no balls yeah. attached. So you're just like. What do you do? I, I get what you're trying to say, but calm the fuck down and, and show me a bad guy. Like, wow. Show me someone I'm supposed to hate, and I get why I'm supposed to hate them. And who's not a white guy. It's way more offensive. Well, the, whole, the whole point is if you want to, if you want to deliver a morality lesson, do it in a, in a f- fashion to where you get where somebody's coming from. That, that's, yeah. that's where they never do that. They just want you to immediately pick a side and tell you what's wrong. Like, yes. Just like exposition. You like you said, puss out and not commit to the the fucking project, you know. All men are bad. They they still want the PG thirteen rating, you know. (laughs) Yes, but this was this episode just goes fucking goes for it, and and I makes me question his friends who are like, can you quiet down? That's that's what I'd be thinking. I'd be like, I was waiting for one of them. At no point did any one of them say, "Gosh, man, what the fuck is your problem?" They did. You know that they're bad too. No, they they were not on board with. The volume he was saying it at, but the, he, they were on board with what he was saying for the most part, because they weren't going like, "Holy shit, this is coming out of nowhere, guy." They were just like, "Can you quiet down? Like, shut the fuck up." Vic Morrow is horrible to everyone. Yes, yeah, absolutely everyone. The waitress, his friends, everybody in the fucking room. The world owes him. Every time someone questions him in that scene, he doubles down. Yep. Well, just, wouldn't you be mad too if you were Vic Morrow? 
<laughs> in reality. Well, I mean, uh, this is prophetic now. This is becoming his son's a, career didn't pan out because <laughs> this was his comeback special. This was like a big comeback for him. This is following and his alcoholism. Did he know, yeah, because he know that he was not going to live to see this after sure. after combat and before Twilight Zone the movie. He he was in a movie called. Um, Great White, which was a shameless <clears throat> ripoff of Jaws. There's a riff tracks for it on Amazon Prime that I recommend everybody watches. Yeah. It's fucking hysterical. I've watched it many, 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 many times. Wasn't he into Stir with Love with Sidney Poitier? Well, Isn't he the what I was kid? getting at is Vic Morrow plays that. the role that Quint played in Jaws. And oh, he, definitely. He, he's, he's got a fake accent and he's talking oh. about the dorsal of the animal. And every time Sorry. they say dorsal, it's fucking hilarious. So. Side note, did you see the NECA Quint figure coming out? It's fucking unbelievable. Twilight Zone. We'll, we'll talk after the One of us show. had a TV show, or uh, sorry, a podcast based on Robert Shaw. Yes, we did. For <laughs> ten years that nobody listened to. Five years no one listened to it, so whatever. You can you can look him up on a hey, on a, hey on a I listened. I even put it on my website for a long time. Oh yeah, no, they're still around. You can download them and listen to them, but the sound quality is so fucking terrible and something. Listen like to Midnight with Robert Shaw. No, it's a good show. <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, he he is unapologetic about his, his racist views. Some Jew took his job, the blacks have moved in next door. And that's he keeps repeating himself, repeating himself, repeating himself. He goes to leave the bar because he's about to get his ass kicked. Even he realizes that, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out. Because he took his shirt off like a mission in action too. <laughs> yeah. He was all ripped. He goes outside. And uh second he shuts How the door, he looks do there's a really cool cut scene. They did a really good job of this. And he, he goes outside the bar, door door closes behind him, you see this is a regular bar door. He looks around, you you're seeing Vic Morrow's face and you're seeing him. And it cuts to his point of view when you see, like, tanks and weird shit going on. And then it cuts back to the, the shot of Vic Morrow against that door. Exact same framing, only there's a big Nazi flag on the door. Or a, a you know, paste yeah. or plaster or whatever they're on it. And it's the exact same shot, and he's looking the exact same way. The editor and, and the cinematographer there were just on fucking point. And he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's in occupied France, right? The Nazi occupied France, because at one point the the, the the I don't I don't know German, but at one point they said "Où allez-vous," and that that's French, isn't it? So okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. I didn't hear that. This is back when they didn't have to over-explain everything to audiences. You just pick yeah. up on things. So just want to make sure I picked it up properly. I didn't hear that. Um, it was yeah. hard for me to listen to this this segment. I'll say that. I was. Well, Uli Vu. I was thinking about Schindler's List, and I just got rock hard. Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. <laughs> Deep Cuts, part two. That's from a different podcast. I fucked for Oscar Schindler. <laughs> a one-handed arm jewel. How long is this Twice list? If it's more than five inches, I don't need that list. Everybody made fun of it when Seinfeld was making out during Schindler's List. Phoenix took it a step further. He jerked off to Schindler's List. I was 12. This never existed. This whole segment never existed. <laughs> okay. Frank has not spoken in 10 minutes. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of waiting to, you know, hear what you guys have to say about the continuation of the plot, really. Okay. Uh, well, let's move through because there's a lot to get through in this, in this podcast. So, um, he gets a, uh, you know, he gets hassled by the Germans, and then they start grabbing his police or his uh, wallet and throwing it around, and then he runs away, 
Twilight Zone fashion, which is great. He's like, <laughs> and they're like, and it's like a fucking Scooby Doo scene where they're chasing each other. The dogs doors. are coming. Yeah, the dogs come out, chase them. <laughs> yeah, and then he uh, he gets shot at, and he's standing up on a thing, and he's getting shot at, and they're shooting like holes around him, and he falls, and he falls into the KKK. And fucking, yep. who of all people is in the KKK but John Larroquette, Larroquette. from Night yep. Court. That, I forgot that he was in this until I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's John fucking Larroquette, and he's a wasist. You know what you're doing here, boy? No, there has been no actor who has been pitched and, and submitted more season ones of a TV show than John Larroquette. He has had 55 TV shows that have failed. And I want to see him as a KKK member. That's the show I want to watch now. So what they need to do is they need to make a TV show with Summer Glau and John Larroquette and cool. just have it be one one season and just call cool. the show one season. Yeah, one season yeah. wonders. Yeah. It's just called KKK. <laughs> Summer Glau. It'll probably go for 12 episodes. Are you, well, yeah. are you well, KKK? Summer Glau, be, Summer Glau shows up in a show and you know it's over. It's like, it would oh, be three fuck. seasons on Netflix. This is all they do now is three seasons. This is all they can do. Careful. Yeah. That's when the contracts are up and they get paid more and they say, nope, we're done. Netflix, the streaming platform that can't commit to an original idea. No. Congratulations. But uh, Vic Moreau. Well, uh, they don't want a fucking Jennifer Aniston situation on their hands. Like, nope. Oh, get out. Is that an Apple TV shot? No, or? that's a friend's shot oh. Oh, okay i want the a most million... successful show ever yeah i want a million and a half an episode or whatever bullshit i'm like no fuck off bye <laughs> no they got paid that yeah they apple or netflix doesn't want that no yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they don't want to pay that much for that like, they can't right, afford it they, they spent too much money on other bullshit well, they spent too much on that tom hanks movie that nobody saw we have the to World do War II tom hanks movie we're already doing i remember season... that was going to come out in theaters and it no didn't. that's that's apple tv yeah, Apple TV, yeah. We're talking about Netflix. Oh, okay. They got to do Cutie Season 2. <laughs> yeah, Net- Netflix has Tom Hanks and his little daughter going to pageant shows. It's very, very unsettling. Yeah, it's weird. Wait, is that a true thing? Is that real? No. I don't know if it's real or not, but him <laughs> and his little girl, they follow him around with a camera and go to leisure pageant shows. I'm not even joking you. Well, they it's, say that Tom Hanks is a pedophile who has So a, Vic Morrow. QAnon says well, that. His daughter. His right. daughter. Not I like, said they. Right. I didn't say who. So he gets to the KKK. And then they <laughs> still, start, it's still very uncomfortable. They start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, he jumps into some water to get away from the KKK. He ends up in Vietnam. This is the weakest you segment You got that me. great shot where a guy jumps into the burning cross and it instantly catches on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He goes up like a, like a fucking kerosene-dipped candle. It, it, it's ridiculous. And then uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence come out of nowhere. Yeah, I was thinking the same stopped. thing. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 uh, bad Boys too. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And then there's a really awkward circular yeah, shot. Yeah, Michael out. Bay. Yeah. And then Jonah Hill shows up, and he's like, I don't want to wear the mask. It don't I fit. Can, I can't see in this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and John Larroquette hits him. And then, My wife spent three days waking them. You better. And then the Blues Brothers made him crash into something. And then Brad Dourif shows up. And then the guy that plays Bull shows up and says, Cut! No, Bull's in Richard Vietnam Mole? because of the house. Richard Mole? Yeah, yeah. house is great. That's house is in. But, well, here's the, th- the question I had with the Vic Morrow segment. Do you think that they should have taken out the Vietnam stuff because in the context of the episode, it doesn't make any sense, really? That, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, okay. 
it, it, he goes to Vietnam for some fucking yeah. reason. Because when you're watching it, you're waiting for some sort of resolution. But he goes to Vietnam. He gets chased. Some guy throws a grenade at him. The grenade blows him back to back to the Nazis. He goes back there. He gets in a train car. He looks at some people. End of fucking episode, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he looks yeah. at his friends at the bar. He's trying no, to that, yell yeah. at him, and then they, they can't hear him. Yeah. But, he's in the train to Auschwitz, and he's going, But, but that's it. There is one really awkward scene that I, I just wanted your guys' opinion on this, that when they when they see, when he's in the swamp, and there's like a little snake that, 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 that goes yeah. by him. I just watched this this afternoon. That's why I can remember all this shit. Yeah. But um, the snake goes by, and then all of a sudden you hear Purple Haze. I like on a radio. And these guys are in the swamp looking yeah. for Charlie. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you were looking for Charlie in a swamp up to your fucking tits in swamp water, would you be blasting purple haze on a fucking radio thinking Charlie would be able to find you by using sound? Or was it just that they were just, John Landis was going so out of the way to let you know that this is fucking Vietnam? That they had to work purple haze into the fucking show. I'm thinking this like instantly stops as soon as you, you look at the patrol. Okay, John Landis <laughs> made made no mistakes during the filming of Time Out. So I'm gonna go ahead and say he meant to do. Um, oh my god! He meant to call out like I want the audience to know this is Vietnam. I thought they're gonna play yeah. CCR again, like every fucking thing. Like yeah, every Vietnam fortunate movie. Son. Yeah, fortunate son. Yeah, fortunate son. In the always, helicopter scene. It's yeah. the go-to. It's the go-to yeah. song. Well, Purple Haze also can, you know, or Magic it. Carpet Ride. It's usually one of those three songs. And if, yeah, no, and, and if you show the states, if you go back to the states in a Vietnam movie, it's got to be White Rabbit. Has to be. Yeah, it's got to be Jefferson Starship. It's got to be. Those are your, those are your three Jim songs. Morrison. Could be, yeah. Doors. Uh, on the yeah. Well, back to the Vietnam segment, though. Do yes. you think they should have cut it out of the movie altogether? Because yes. this doesn't make any this sense. Is, well, okay, so the movie was supposed to have him end. Yes. I know that, yeah. And nothing was supposed to happen. And they were like, yeah. this is too boring. Everybody's going to hate this guy, and that's it. So then we, that's when they came up with the whole helicopter thing. Well, we got to give his character a little bit more depth. So let's have him save some kids at the end. And that it was makes sense. To... It makes sense as far well, as I've... a narrative if you're following this guy from beginning to an end. Which is because as of now it has no ending. He gets a, tra- a train to Auschwitz and is out of here. Well, I like I actually like that ending way more. I think that's my favorite part of this movie because he was making all those comments about Jews yeah. and he gets oh, treated my, like Nazi occupied. Right. I agree. Sent to a concentration Vic, camp. When yeah. Vic Morrow gives that look where he's like, "Oh my God, I'm done. This is it. it it's beautiful. I love it. Poetic I love justice. that. I love yeah. it. Again, it's, a it's great." It's the it's like editor a, going, what can yeah. I do here? And it well, works. Exactly. For me, it, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. For me, it works. Yeah. I like yeah. that it's just it's like great. he's out of here yeah. and, and it just moves the fuck on. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, that just ends. That's why and, I say from what they edited, they, they did yeah. a really good job with this segment. And that's, but but with that information in the back of your head, knowing what really happened, you seeing that scene is like, holy shit. Like that is fucked up. Like this is because this is reality. And this is what they had to deal with at the time. And how do you fix that? And this is how you do it. Because what's supposed to happen is he's on the train and he's leaving. Somehow, I don't know how, they don't really get into it. He gets back to Vietnam. He goes to save the two kids out of nowhere because he sees these kids are being killed or about to be killed by the Viet Cong. Grabs the kids. Helicopter crashes and explodes and he runs away. And then he takes those kids back to Nazi Germany or Nazi France, occupied France. And then they're with him there and they kind of traveled with him. 
they're on the box car to Auschwitz. Yeah. Jeez, How long is this episode? It's just a couple. It's just like an additional five minutes, really. Yeah. If you think about it. Once you edit but, it up, yeah. But without that, you're kind of left with, oh, this guy's a dick, and there he goes, and you're fine. You don't. You don't yeah. think about more than that. But once no. you once you find out, because I watched this movie as a kid, a bunch, and then I found out as a teenager about Vic Morrow and the two kids, and you're like, holy shit. So, for the audience that might not know Phoenix, why don't you go ahead and explain what happened to Vic Morrow, yes. and then I'll, I'll tell you what I remember about it, because I'm a little little bit older than you. So. Yeah. Um, they did the scene where he's grabbing the kids and running away. Um, there's a lot of speculation in the trial and shit. I read all about it today. Yeah. But I'll, I'll cut all that out, because who gives a shit? Um, basically, what happened is the, the special effect went wrong. The helicopter crashed in and sliced through the fucking kids and Vic Morrow, who's holding the kids. Yeah, um, a, a, a mortar went off prematurely and literally cut the, 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 the rear. That's one uh, version. Rotor. But then they did a thing and they found out that mortar wouldn't have done that to that plane. There's a whole th- back and forth. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying this is what happened in the trial. This is what the trial covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And they sure. went, the back end of that helicopter would not have been destroyed by that motor. It wasn't close enough to burn it up. It wasn't close enough to affect it. it blah, 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 blah. It was a freak accident. Freak accident. John Landis blamed the special effects guy. The special effects yeah. guy said the director was telling us to get lower and lower with the helicopter. The, the kids were not, what thing is true, John Landis said, they were, illegal. That, they were not supposed to be there at night. It was yeah. a midnight shoot. Yeah. The kids were not supposed to be there. The parents they were sued him. The table. Jennifer Jason Lee sued him, the, the daughter of Vic Morrow. Um, fucking everyone. Oh, I know that was her daughter. Yeah. Oh, everyone yeah, in the world sued this guy. John Landis and Steven Spielberg are no longer friends because of this. I don't blame him. The reason why the next segment is what it is is because Spielberg's like, I want the fuck out of this thing, but I'm contractually obligated to well, do Steve, this. Steven Spielberg could have went to prison over this. John like, Landis. He was put on trial, too. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I think he distanced himself to cover his ass, too. Well, of course he did. John yeah, Landis sure. went to trial, like, seven years later in, like, 1990. He, it was Eddie, two trials. Yeah, he wanted Eddie Murphy to be a character witness. Eddie Murphy refused and said he'll never work with him again. He said Vic Morrow has a better chance of working with him than I do. Which is wow. hilarious and cold. He said that. Wow. And then now that you set that up, and I'll, then, I'll tell hold you on. what I hold on. Okay, sorry. And one last thing. And then he showed up and did a John Landis movie, Beverly Hills Cop Three. So <laughs> I was just going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten years the, after what, Trading Places. What I remembered had because I was really little when this was going on. I, I was grade school, like, and I remember that this this movie was so controversial that a lot of people just flouted it didn't fucking go see it. Uh, yeah. My parents was were actually wanting to go see this originally, were pretty excited about it, and then once all this was out in the news and that this actually happened, they were so shocked by what happened that no, a lot of people didn't go to the movie, my parents included. They were going to take me to go see it, and they're like, I don't want to go see something where somebody got killed making it. I, I, can't, I can't watch that. And I, you know, So I didn't get to watch it till several years later on when it came out on HBO. And it, it took a long time to get to HBO, too. This is one of those movies that they kind of wanted to forget about. You know? and, uh, well, I don't even think it has a Blu-ray release, does it? To be honest with you, Adam, like, like you know, yeah, if it, it didn't happen that Before, way, I probably wouldn't have seen this movie as much as I did because when I was growing up, like back in the 90s at HBO and all that, that's when it first started coming on. Yeah, 
seen a lot. I, That's I've where heard. I discovered it because I, I got into to Twilight Zone really young. You know, my grandparents watched it, uh, my my parents watched it, and they were excited about that movie coming out. And the controversy was like <clears> on the news every night. And I had a hard time trying to understand that a guy that I used to watch on TV like. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it was for the age that I was. It was really shocking. Like I, I just remember that being taboo, and it, it, it's been pretty much the point where you know Twilight Zone has been really popular in my family, but we barely talk about the movie because all of this weight from what happened drags it down. You know what I mean? Well, like we, my family, we talk about the movie all the time because of what happened. We make lots of Vic Morrow jokes in my family. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it really sucks because like. You know, uh, you know, you know, kick the um, fuck, kick the can. It sucked then. It sucked now. Uh, moving. You know. We're not. Are we yet. moving on to kick the can? No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. Was that the second segment though? I thought that was the third. Unfortunately, it's the second segment, and I mentioned that to Phoenix earlier. We were we were talking. I says I remember that episode being towards the end of the movie, not literally the second fucking episode, because what? the up until kick the can, the movie so far is perfectly paced. Like from the intro right into the first segment, and then you get to the second segment, and it slows Grinding the movie hole. all the way the fuck down. It just comes yeah. to a crashing halt. Which is funny because it, it was basically shot in a, a week, if that, I think. Because Steven Spielberg was like, Get the fucking I, can. What can I, you do with that? I agree, days. Frank. Get the can's six a piece days. of shit. See, they, well, because Steven Spielberg <laughs> shot six days, he said, I'm fucking out. I'm doing this. I'm contractually updated. We're yes. done. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot it when I'm out. I'm done. And it was after. That's what happened. But yeah, if I could, it gets fucking crazy from here. Frank, we've talked about this a little bit before when we talked about a Boris Seagal episode. Um, okay. If you guys don't mind, this is something I, I knew from fucking forever ago, and I was rereading it on it today. Um, okay. So Vic Morrow had a premonition he was gonna die with a helicopter crash. He mentioned this on a previous movie where he had the lines of dialogue. There's like a line of dialogue where the guy's like, uh, get him here now or I'll have your head. And the guy's like, we'll take a helicopter there to get you. So there's all that weird shit. And then he, he mentioned before shooting this scene, he had a premonition he's going to die in a helicopter crash. Okay. So there's that. Uh, Boris Segal, who's the director of Twilight Zone episodes and also directed Vic Morrow in a movie before this. He is the, 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 the father of Katie Segal. You know, we all know who she is from Married mm-hmm. with Children, Futurama, and uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Um, he was a director, directed some Twilight episodes, some with helicopters in them. One of them was The Last Arrival, or The Arrival, what's that last call? Is it called Last Arrival? I'm blanking on the name, but um, mm. he directed an episode. He directed a helicopter movie with Vic Morrow before this, and then he he walked out of the helicopter he was shooting to go shoot a scene and turned the wrong way and walked into a helicopter blade. That's how he died. There's a bunch of weird helicopter shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Weird helicopter shit involved with these like guys that are in this really tight circle. It's like the weird, the poltergeist shit that you read about. Or this like weird. This is is creepier than the poltergeist. The poltergeist shit is definitely some bizarre. And also Steven Spielberg has been indirectly attached to both of these fucking mediums. So, Another fun fact, Spielberg has not directed a good movie in 20 years. Well, that's for sure, yeah. And he's retired, he's done. Good. He's not that, that, that is, oh, he wants to do he wants to do West Side Story, which No, whatever. he did. It's no. done. It's in the can. Oh, it's, it's yeah, but that's his last movie. Okay. It's, it's supposed it. to come out in December, but COVID. It's not it, so it's done. It's his, that's his last movie. He's done. As well he should be. I have not seen a I don't think I've seen one since 
terminal. That's 2004. Yeah. I think the last, the last one he did that I liked is I, I liked his take on, uh, I know no Frank doesn't like it, but I liked the War of the Worlds. I I, I enjoyed that one. Oh, War of the Worlds, I, like, I saw. I liked okay, Lincoln, but it's a play. And, and Minority Report was fun too. And, and Lincoln, the, uh, the problem with Spielberg is he never knew how to end his movies. He's a no. terrible ender. And Lincoln has the same problem. It's that the ending sucks. They're at the wrong that theater. Long. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what happens. Yeah, it's so it, 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 it's yeah, a I shame it. that that this sucks. was Vic, Vic Morrow's last performance though because as we've said it, it was a good performance he was actually yeah. he was fucking committed great. to this. fucking yeah. great you know, probably the greatest thing he's ever done he's so good I was yeah. sitting there on my phone watching this movie making my notes I wrote this guy's fucking great who, who is it? oh yeah it's Vic Morrow oh shit um, and I got really sad <laughs> but I was like and, this I, guy's I, and great. I love John Landis I'm so sad at John Landis's career like can you imagine John Landis's career after this if, if this never happened. The stupid? Oh, been, sorry. No, no, that's what I'm saying. John <laughs> Lannis probably would have been the top ten directors of all time. Like, really. His track it, record. I have a lot of his stuff in my collection. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I love uh, John Landis. Yeah. Uh, An American Werewolf in London is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. The fucking Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. I mean, fuck. Um, Animal House. He, he was originally slated to do Dick Tracy. Yeah, he had to drop out because he was in he trial. He dropped out because he was going to prison for murder, <laughs> yeah. probably. But that hey. didn't happen because of Hollywood. Yeah. Manslaughter, well, please. Manslaughter. manslaughter. <laughs> it's called manslaughter. Well, three counts anyway. Yeah. Because he's a man who slaughtered some kids. Jesus Christ. I remember that was the first time I ever heard the term manslaughter. I had to ask my, my parents what that meant. I'm like, what does manslaughter mean? Come to think of it, Adam. Yeah. I would say it's the first time I asked, what the yeah. hell is. I was like, I, I just I learned a lot of new terms. I'm like, so actors can, can actually die in a movie. I didn't know that was ever a thing. And then. Well, manslaughter. shit. So, yeah. Uh, Michael Bay, <clears throat> fucking worse than death. A woman got brain damaged and became a, a mentally challenged person the rest of her life when a cable snapped and cut off her head, basically, during Transformers 3 or four, whatever one of them. Maybe it's four. And we won't even discuss what George Lucas did in Jake Lloyd's life. So, Well, that's not... I wouldn't say it's George Lucas's fault. I would yeah, say Jake Lloyd... It's Jake, Jake Lloyd's... George Lucas was, fault, in, was in Jingle all the way too. So the, the internet, let's not go crazy. the internet broke I mean, him. His kids, kids in general are fucking. He, he awful. was the first, first and probably highest bully of, of internet uh, bullying. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Well, so Hayden Christensen. Okay, so okay, okay. Bad, bad. All right, sorry. back to Vic Morrow. No, we're, we're done with dead. him. We're moving on to Kick the Can by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, all right, Kick the Can. Oh, hold on, hold on. Say so is the Steven Spielberg at his worst. I just want to say. Nope. What so was that? It's a Good Life by Joe Dante. Oh, that one I don't like. Um, oh, Kick the Can. I guess we'll talk about it. What, what do you guys got to say about Kick the Can? I hate it. I, I, the, the funniest thing is, like, it's so bad I was laughing at it. It, it was when the kids are staring Young minds, young minds, and they're they're doing that shit where they're doing the Steven Spielberg stare, where it's like, and then the music swells, and it's and that's literally all this episode is. Is it's that one trick that he's done in every episode he's ever made that has kids in it. It's like do the long stare, blast the fucking music, and and then you're falling asleep while you're watching it and and uh dick halloran shows up aka scatman carruthers i'm falling asleep listening to you talk about it he's the he's the narrator. i thought you were doing cocaine 
Oh, me? I wish. No, uh, it's a phoenix. I thought you was No, I'm stretching because I'm in fucking pain it is, right now. It's fucking terrible. This is my I, first it, time standing this much. It's a terrible episode of Twilight Zone. And shame on them for sticking this in here. Because it's like, you know, the, the movie sets up. It's like, here's a, a a trip down memory lane for people that enjoy the Twilight Zone. By the way, here's Kick the Can. Fuck you, well, Steve Was that the original idea, or was he going to do another episode? He was they were part- originally going to do Monsters of Maple Street, which they should have. Okay. That should have been happening. In One of my favorite episodes. 156 yes. episodes to pick from, about a quarter it, of them. Right? They kicked the cans when you can come up. Fucking can. Fuck you, Spielberg. The only which way. The easiest one to do, probably. Here's the problem. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Well, because again, yeah, he was. If he chose a worse episode, like if he's like, I'm going to do The Fugitive about the weird pedophile alien, I'd be like, all right, that's weird. That's bold. But this one he went, starring Tom Hanks. I want to do the safest route. (laughs) He chose the laziest, safest route because of what happened. I get it. Sure. Once you hear about this all happened after the Vic Morrow thing, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. So I don't I really, like, I'm not wow, really mad at him. The can makes so much sense now. Oh I God, yes. It it, it, I was gonna say because of <laughs> contracts and the way things. Are, otherwise, it, what would happen is you would have kicked Spielberg off the project, brought somebody else in with some balls, and they would have done Monsters of Maple Street and not done Kick the Can because Kick the Can is so bad it lowers it a whole letter grade for me. Not even contracts. It's because he's the name. He's the reason this movie is getting made. Right. He got his career starting directing Night Gallery. So he's yeah. he's attached to, to Rod Serling, which is weird to think about. To a degree, true. I mean, he directed a lot of TV in the seventies, though. And, that's the thing. And, yeah. and, 60, and, and you know, let's not ostracize a whole lot of like, for some reason, the mass of the Twilight Zone. You know, um, like people who really love the Twilight Zone. For some reason, yeah. there's like a group of them, and they're a lot older. So I guess it's an age thing, but they love Kick the Can. I don't understand it. I don't either. I'm just saying, like, we're in the minority of thinking the Kick the Can sucks. Because well, a lot, I, I, of, a lot of big Twilight Zone fans. Let me. Yeah. It, 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 people older. almost pick it like to be too cool for the room almost. It's one of those things, like, I swear. Well, I think it's just the unabashed. Uh, story of old people becoming young again is a sweet it's a, it's saccharine and we are all horribly cynical people the four of us well here's probably the, thing. the most cynical people you'll ever meet when they bring that's true we are a bunch of cynical well, about frank. frank seems a little bit more happy but, but the not, problem is cynical like like frank and i just said it earlier this episode this segment, which is what they call them in the credits, they don't even have names attached to them. They don't have kick the can and this Boyd's life and all that. Credits just says segment one, segment two, segment yeah, three. Yeah. This segment, after the what we just got seen, slows everything the fuck down. If you insisted on keeping this episode in the show, you should have pushed it down like after a, bo- a boy's life or something like that. Or this should, is a good life. It should have been like <laughs> the Simpsons episode when Homer <laughs> pretends to be an old man in the old folks home. And, and he took someone else's place because the guy ran away. It's so cringy. It's like you just meet these people, and the movie acts like you're going to give a shit about any of them, you know. And then it's like show these old people, then show these kids, and then show them as old people again. The end. And it's not true at all because old folks' homes are fucking havens of just sex, sex, and more no, sex. The first thing they you hear. Fuck- up in there, dude. The first thing they you are. hear in the episode is, "You might be old, but don't stop fucking." 
That's the first thing you hear. This is reality. You know, I'm number... sorry, but Parks and Recreation did this bit better. Okay. No, I'm telling you. The, the second drug that they give, other than in, like uh, than like you know, uh, is Viagra and gonorrhea drugs. Like they they're all fu- they're fucking in there. I don't they're blame disgusting. them. Why not? Missy That's worked all got. for yeah. ten years, man. For ten years, she, she worked in uh, old folks' yeah. room. It's insane. Go. It's insane how many of them get pregnant That's... at seventy. As Josh said on Red Letter Media, they're all jacking and jilling in there. A lot of abortions up in there. Oh my God! Yep. Can you imagine? No, that's the, I want to see that kick the can. That's I don't. What I want to see. I, Frank, what I kind of what, what kind of seventy year old hasn't had a hysterectomy or gone through menopause? Yeah, really. There's no way. I mean, there's a law of averages, right? And the ones that made it through, they're just, you know, really putting it to good use. They give birth to some weird chud baby. No fucking thank you. You got to discard that that like 300. That chud baby becomes the orderly at the the old folks home. He just always works there. He never left. They get a raisin ends up like my buddy Valentine, like stalking people in the hallways. I I think the one, well, the the one year there was like, like I think like 14 of them got AIDS. At like go. 75. They're not going to live long enough to die of it. I wanted all of these people. Okay, HIV then. All right. <laughs> so, okay. My mother was a 75 year old patient here. Are you a fucking elephant man? <laughs> what was that? Shut Wait, up, Eric. Shut up, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, well, he's a big fat <laughs> <minute stroke. laughs> I'm here to wash the bedpans. Dick Halloran shows up, and all I want to do is go, hey, Dick. What about room 247? You don't go there, boy. <laughs> Any teddy you bear shine. Out you you stay off. out. He also has <laughs> the same powers in this, right? Scatman? Yeah, he has, he has powers shit. again. Weirdly no enough. Figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a term for this that Double Toasted used. I'm going to borrow it. They call it the mas- mystical, magical Negro, is what yeah. they say. Will yeah, Smith, that's, that's the word they use. Will Smith, yeah. uh, Bagger Vance. 80s, 80s movies movie. did that shit, and this is like a really bad example of it, but it's exactly what those guys talk about. So Morgan Freeman, every movie he's in, he's the magical, mystical <laughs> Negro. He's, he's so good. Yep. If you but want it, so good. Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah, yeah, really. Candyman, Candyman. Eh. Eh. He's the bad know, guy. The I'm reaching with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fast and Furious. Yeah, but I, I was getting a it, this. It's like a oh, bad, rock, It's a bad combination of <laughs> two two Spielberg movies I absolutely hate: no, Cocoon cool. and Hook. I well, Cocoon hate, is strong. Oh, hate those fucking he's movies. Cocoon's Ron Howard. Cocoon's Ron Howard, so you can't okay, be whatever. So it's batteries so are not included. Batteries yeah, Spielberg included. produced that's, that. That's Spiel- he, he Spielberg produced did it. do that. Okay. This, this, yeah. this is that yeah. and, and Hook blended yeah. together. Oh god, I like the movie a lot actually growing up. Which one? Which one? I know a lot of people do, and I'm, if you do, that's fine. I just never could stand I, I, it. I was I was very young. That's why. You know, that was I, supposed uh, to be a three-hour musical. Oh, I think part of it is I just never <laughs> took any any interest in batteries whatsoever. Hook, yeah. Oh, Hook is supposed to be a musical. It's yeah. already bad. It was, a, it was originally written as a musical, and it was like a four, there's a four hour kind of hook somewhere. Oh, we they need to focus. Holy cut. shit. Um, okay. Kick the Long, can. Next. I, can I just R. say, R. Robin Williams, we no, miss you. Uh, it, this episode of the, the Kick the Can by Steven Spielberg, I think personally, it has a very shitty script that Spielberg wrote compared to the episode. But it is more entertaining to watch than the episode. 
the episode is worse than this as far as oh, watching. It's it worse. <laughs> but the script for the original is way way superior. It's just it's it's it, it follows the guy's angry. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to play the can. The other kids go out and play it. You understand motivation. This one I felt no motivation. They show this guy in bed. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Who's this guy? They were sloughing through it. They, yeah. they nothing followed through at all. It didn't have these beat points that you want in a script that shows you this is why this character's going. This is how the script is going or the the scenes are going. There's really nothing that 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 tracks in this entire script. It's a yeah. shitty fucking script. It hurts the movie. It hurts time. the movie. They shouldn't have done it. He almost should have just directed You can almost know that the actors had no idea where they were even going. Like, there was no Yeah, because they were just too busy staring at the, the mic with the camera doing the Spielberg thing. It's like... It's the MST thing. People looking. Very Spielbergian. Yep. It's just, that's, that's all it pretty is. Much, it's that. It, it's that's mostly episode. It's, it's that gimmick. The beginning reminds me more of static, Frank, than it does of kick the can. We're all sitting in our old folks' home. You think the guy's going to yeah. get a haunted, te- haunted radio? Fuck, it sucks. Yeah. Let's move and on. That would probably have been better if he did that how, one. How come he didn't do the, the episode where the guy has the TV that shows the future and he throws his <laughs> wife out the window? Oh, uh, probably. What's probably in the box? Of... Yeah, that's a good one. What's that's a box? funny one. Yeah. What's in the box? Terrible, but funny. Could it have been John, better than this? John, yeah. John Goodman could have been in it. He, that is his prime. He's around but, like time. you said, Frank, all those episodes, and this is what you came up with. This yeah. this was literally a fuck you to the movie. I can't the name. Movie. I can't name one episode he could have chosen to remake that would have been more boring than this. I can't <laughs> name you. one. I, I genuinely uh, can't. The Bewitching Pool. Obsolete man. Bewitching Pool. You are obsolete. That. Thank you for removing him for saying that. Yeah. Obsolete <laughs> Man would have been way more entertaining. It's my second favorite it episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that's you. number two, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I didn't realize. Who's Dick? Yeah. What's well, so if we can do this in real time? There. He was right here. <laughs> there was four what of us. you got to believe me. What's it? What's he, a Desi you got to believe me. <laughs> Adam, what? What's a, what's a Dizzy Lou? <laughs> okay, let's move on. The third segment, the third official segment, um, is It's a Good Life by Joe Dante. Dick, yeah. you said you didn't like it. This is where like the it. movie gets much better. <laughs> I, well, you know, I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Joe Dante. I don't love him and I hate him. And I, I don't know. He, <laughs> he's a nut. Like, he's nuts. He's crazy. Like, he's a, he that's wants the, to do... Warner Brother cartoon movies, and that's all he wants to do. He wants he's to, nuts. Hey, Brendan Fraser, you want to be in a Looney Tunes movie? And, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a quote. That's a quote from John Hora, his fucking DP. Because remember, in film school, we, we had to deal with John Hora. And he said, I, I don't know what happened to him. He just wants to do Looney Tunes movies. That's all he wants to do. Like, that's it. That's all he wants to do. He wants to do cartoons. He that's wants all. to do Burying the X, whatever the fuck movie he uh, did. Uh, but isn't Alexandria Daddario in that movie? Yes. Oh my God, I bury my ex in that shit. She's the absolute <laughs> number one for me out of oh all humans. God. All humans. She's un- She's sick. It's like disgusting it how is- hot she is. It's it makes ridiculous. me wonder: Am I human when I look at her? I go, yeah. If she's a human, I don't know what the fuck I am. 
I think she's with uh, what's his name now. I've been um, from Baywatch. Trying to figure that out for a while. <laughs> she oh, were not man. Here at all. <laughs> Let's not talk about her. It just makes me mad. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's okay. So it's a good life. Watch True Detective season one. That's all I'm gonna say. So it's yeah. a good oh, life. Fuck yeah, fuck uh, yeah. Joe Dante, I really love this segment. It might be my really? favorite one. It might, really? It's it's up there. It's either this or Nightmare. Yeah, it's wow, a toss okay. up for me. What in this movie? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this would be one, and then Nightmare would be two, and I guess I'll probably go Nightmare one. This two, you have to do Time Out three, even though I fucking love Time Out. I'll tell you what, Phoenix. That what I like about it is it doesn't copy the original no. that much. It really doesn't. It goes its own direction, and I, I applaud that. It gets the same yeah. concept without copying the original. Here's why it goes good. Here's why the script is good. <laughs> the only episode that is written by the director is Kick the Can. The other three episodes are not written by the director. So Joe Dante did not write this because Joe Dante is not a fucking writer. So someone Stay else... in your lane. Yes, Don. stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> yeah, Spielberg has written scripts before that I liked, and, and most of them are kind of... He, he makes... He's the blandening. Like, I want some more... He's like the mayo that you put on your fucking script. He says, uh, I wrote this script now, and I kind of made it more boring. Eh, whatever. Here. Here's here's yeah. some romaine lettuce to make it look pretty. Yeah, but Joe Dante did not write this, and so they took the script. The original episode, Bill Mooney is a crazy kid, and he, and he, he his family is just being tortured. You feel the torture more in the original episode than this. This one focuses more on like the whimsy and the quirkiness of it. It's kind of like Tim Burton directed it more than Joe Dante, really. It get a little bit of that vibe. Yeah. 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 Okay, I can agree with that. But visually, I love this fucking episode. Because basically yeah. it starts off, they're at a diner. She's just, she's there. She's eating her sandwich. She's looking at a map with uh, Dick Miller, who looks fucking fantastic in this. <laughs> yeah, he, and, dude, I, I would have, yep. And Dick Miller has to be in every Joe Dante movie, so of course Dick Miller's in it. Um, he shows up in both uh, Gremlins movies, even though he dies in the first one. He gets like killed by back a, anyway because he's, he's like, like cool. Wait, 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 wasn't he dead? He gets killed by a bulldozer <laughs> into his house, and he's in the second one somehow. But well, you never <laughs> see his body crushed. That's so true. Right. They, don't, they don't. They don't show his dead body. So he that's true. That. That's okay. suspension of disbelief. But uh, movie magic. He's showing her the map, and he's like, "This is this." They're doing, throwing a lot of this is. You take a left at Beaumont. They're throwing out a lot of TZ references. And yeah. Take, and names and shit like that. Yeah. There's a kid. Killed, by the way, that, that moment. I, it was like. Ugh. Yeah. Well, who wrote? Who wrote that? Who wrote this segment? Who was the writer? I don't know off the top of my head, honestly. Oh, I'll, I'll look, look it up. up. Yeah, yeah someone else can look it up. Well, like original, uh, like the original one. No, the, uh, the, the movie version. I think. Okay. Uh, Cause, cause didn't Cl- write this? George Clayton Johnson wrote this. The oh, TV, TV version, right. I think. Uh, the, yeah, the, no, sorry, right. the movie version. I think he updated it. But okay, let me let me. The ki- little kid's playing a jukebox or a, a little video game, and he keeps tapping it, and it throws off the boxing match that's happening while these two hicks are arguing. Three hicks are arguing. And, over, you know, I bet money on this. And then the, the the guy gets up and beats the shit out of a fucking, like, seven-year-old, or however old this kid is, <laughs> he throws really him against does. The... He knocks him down, and right? he hits his head and everything. And then our well, main like, character... Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice right hook there. <laughs> yeah. Our main character, who I know Frank doesn't give a shit, but she is named Helen Foley from Nightmare as a Child. In my top five of episodes, if you remember. Of course, little Marky. She's a little marky as she grows up, but she's going to Willowby, which is heaven. So you get a whole bunch of weird shit thrown in there with fan <laughs> theories. 
Willoughby is not heaven. I don't, don't care what people yeah, say. Yes, I, I see that as a, a false lead. It's, it's basically a trick. I see it as that. No, yeah, Willoughby's the one where he falls off the train and dies, right? I don't see that yeah. as heaven. I see that as That's Willoughby. Not heaven. Willoughby's like the devil's trick. That's fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what that is. We're again, we're cynicists. So yes, that's true. So, uh, so <laughs> that's the difference there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, no, because true. I would say the, the heaven episode is is the a uh, hundred yards down the road or whatever that one is where he goes back in time when he's a kid. Okay, uh, it's a good life is written by Richard Matheson. Oh, okay. There you go. What about there the new go. one? Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Because I knew it was. Is that the original script or the no. for the for the movie? This is the movie, Richard Matheson. Oh, okay, there you it, go. It, it's a good life, Richard Matheson. Wow, there you go. No. Because like I remember that the original writer did this part. I just couldn't remember who it was. Here's here's what trips me out. Okay, so I'm looking at prologue, John Landis, timeout, John Landis, kick the can, George Clayton Johnson, Richard Matheson, Melissa Matheson. Yeah. So you had to have three people to fuck it up that bad. Oh, is Melissa Matheson Richard Matheson's daughter? No, because the names are spelled differently. It's, okay, it's, it's okay, spelled okay. it's spelled M A T H I S O N. All right, okay, that's right. George I know that Richard Matheson or Richard Matheson has a son that's a writer now. Uh, Richard Matheson is spelled M A T H E S O N. Okay, yeah, but he has a son that writes now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. Um, yeah, Dick. Is he any good? Dick, just just so you know, George Clayton Johnson looks like Alan Moore. Oh. Uh, can some uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? I, I'll show. Uh, oh, okay. uh, Adam, Adam, can yeah. you pull up a What's picture? Up? Can you pull up a picture of George Clayton Johnson and then Alan Moore? Sure. Alan Moore, Alan Moore the comic artist. Oh, oh, Alan Moore. They both look like crazy fucking hippie guys that lives in cabins. They both look like insane people. It, well, this was off the edges of the 70s. Yes, yeah. they had me pull this up once before. This, I, I did. This, this image is a trip. I'm here. showing this okay. just for just for Dick. Um, okay. But uh, let me know when you're ready there. I'll, I'll pull man. it up. But point is, uh, George Clayton Johnson is a fucking lunatic, just like Alan Moore is. Um, um, I had to stream here. There's George Clayton <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you see it? Yeah. He looks like Gandalf, wow. Gandalf the Moore. I, I, I went, whoa, Gandalf on crack. Like, he looks like the guy from Poltergeist, too. God is in his holy temple. You're all going to die. And now, and now pull up Alan Moore. Okay. Uh, Alan Moore. The guy that wrote Watchmen. The best day of my life is when I found acid. <laughs> <laughs> the best day of my life was when I, I found a lit cigarette butt under my chair. For once, it didn't burn my couch. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. The best this thing about a- acid is you never run out. He looks like Low Pan and Gandalf fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's handsome. In, he's handsome in this picture, uh, the one uh, second to last. I'm looking he's at him. Like, no, he's, no, he's, I think me and you have a different definition of handsome. Here's Alan Moore, the the comic. Yeah, Holy Christ. Christ! This is a guy who wrote Watchmen. It's uh, fucking Karl <laughs> Marx reincarnated. <laughs> Go Close, to like, yeah. go to the second that, row, that's second over. Carl's marks right there. So two yeah, and two, Adam. To, go down. I want to write about lesbian fairies now. Second row, second <laughs> over. <laughs> it does. Go to this second row. Oh my god, look at that! I want to see those I'll second and third every pictures. Hollywood production. You know, not for nothing, movie. but there's a few looks you shouldn't have in this society, right? One <laughs> What's is. What's up the, with this? There you go. I love that. That's yeah, beautiful. That's, Cobra! Cobra. La, 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 la. 
But like, there's two people you don't want to really resemble right away. Three, that's maybe. A, I take that's three. a nice suit. Hitler, Stalin, and Karl Marx. You don't want to look like any three of them right away. I, I agree. Right. All three of them together. This yeah, is what he gets me right here. This looks like one. he's he's about yeah. to set something on fire with his mind. Look at that yeah. shit right there. Yep, yeah. just because they're Jews. I know. He's, he's pulling a carry right there. Yeah, he's going right. to. He's I, the I, fire starter. I, yeah. He's the I actual fire starter. Alan Moore and like his whole, oh, Hollywood buys my things all the time and I want nothing to do with it, but I'll take the check. Like, shut up. Because I'm, ca- I'm a capitalist, but I still hate the Jews. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a capitalist, but I but I hate capitalism. <laughs> and I'm also Jewish at the same time. Somehow that well, makes sense. They, they they hate themselves. Let's move on to the Alan actual Moore. plot of the episode. This is really quick. We we can do a synopsis of. I love the set. I love when they go upstairs. There's constant like TVs everywhere with comic or like cartoons playing from there's work. one scene that was kind of cool like especially when they go upstairs the tv's old it's in black and white and yeah. the walls and the the background is all black and white but yeah. when you they walk that? in yeah. they're, they're yeah. in color it's it's just the set is just filmed to look like black and white that's, that's what a I was really gonna say. cool trick yeah that's what i was gonna get to is everything's super colorful like a tim burton movie it goes upstairs yeah. and slowly like they turn the corner and there's a like you said a black and white tv everything's black and white he keeps going, and then the next room is color because the TV's color. And then he, he announces, I'm coming downstairs. And then they're all downstairs. For some reason, they don't walk anywhere from the from the stairs. They're sitting on the stairs smoking cigarettes like crazy. Well, they're going through her purse. Yeah. When the, the yeah. lady that finds the kid, yeah. they're, they're going through her purse because they haven't met anybody in probably quite yeah. a while. Like I mean, cannibals. They're, they're, so ransacking, they're like ah, smoking her cigarettes and... Yeah. and Doing oh, her lipstick and, and squirting her perfume all over them and everything. You take her dildo and stick it in her twine like, real quick. Yeah. It's just fucked up. It's crazy. They make Nancy Cartwright look like she's 12, but she's 25 here in this scene. Well, she looks like she's 12 in anything That's now. That's true. She's, she's 63 she's nature. or something like that. Yeah. She, uh... Yeah. She, she even sounds like Bart when she just talks. It's crazy. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's gross. <laughs> wow. She's just gross. She's been like a schoolgirl outfit. She's not going to school. She can't leave this fucking cow, house. Man. And she gets sent to the cornfield, right? Uh, or There's no cornfield in this. Not a cornfield, yeah. but it, it, she gets sent away to the. Go she gets away. sent to Cartoon Land. Yeah. yeah. The, the car- oh, that's right. Yeah. The cartoon kills Which her. Which is cool. They're, so they're yeah. doing something different. It's the same concept, but they're doing and something And then Nightmare on Elm Street ripped that off years later. Yeah. Although and Frank, also what I liked about it is Joe Dante remembers a lot of those older cartoons that they kind of stopped showing on Saturday morning because they oh, were yeah. so weird. I taped some of those on, on VHS. They used to show them really early before the kids get up. Uh, some cartoons that just look like they're just the stuff of like a bad weekend of mushrooms. You know what I mean? So They are terrifying. There are some dark cartoons. That's from why. The past that's that kind of what Ren and Snippy came from. Is that shit? Yeah, that that era. Mm-hmm. But um, the Frank the they didn't mention any uh Perry Como records or Peach Schnapps. There's none of that, which is hilarious was, in the original. I, I was hoping. I was hoping too. But instead, that it's all cartoon based. He makes Nancy Cartwright go away because he finds a doodle that she drew or someone drew. They all blame it on her. It's Bart Simpson. Yeah, they blame can, it. On- can we talk about his dinner? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got This is his his birth. every day is his birthday, his his birthday, and then uh, uh, they're eating for his dinner. Well, first of all, they're asking where's where's the dinner? Uh, oh, oh, it's in the oven because they don't they literally don't know where the food is because obviously he just makes it happen in his mind. 
the dinner is uh, paper plate. You got one of those little, remember those little fucked up ice cream cups he used to get that had like the stripe in it shit? The shit costs like maybe like 99 cents for a fucking cup. I, that cheap shit that you eat with a stick. Um, yeah, fudge stripes, um, chocolate chip cookies, and then he had a cheeseburger that's got fucking peanut butter on top of it. It's fucking horrible, dude. And they're all going, <laughs> oh, so good. It's so good. With the, the lady eats it, she's like, it's yeah. got peanut butter? It's like, yeah, of course it would have peanut butter. It's best that it's way. So good. Then, oh. And then, nom, nom. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to fuck with it's that. Not, it's I, not my thing. Yeah, but no, it does I, I can't imagine putting that on a cheese. You know, there, there's a lot of strange things that people put on cheeseburgers. I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that. Like, yeah, I would agree. Craziest I'll get is maybe some portobello mushroom and some bacon. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't oh, want bacon. You have to have bacon. Fucking crazy shit on. My, I don't want chili on my cheeseburger or any of that kind of shit on there. So you oh, know, well, I wanted to stop you there. You know, I just, but of course, everybody's like, yeah, this is our favorite food. It's great. And it's just, I'm like looking and I'm like, I can identify everything on that plate. And should I feel bad that I know everything that kid's eating? It's like stuff stuff I ate when I was a kid or maybe I wanted to, or maybe I didn't want to. Oh, it's so gross. It's weird. And tata chips, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So nutritious. They put the potato chips in the in the sandwich, don't they? Or in the in the I don't know if, if I they, remember correctly. They probably because, dipped it in the ice cream. You because know, they I, did, they don't want that sweet flavor. They're just like they want anything salty because they all have sugar. And it's like that's the only salt you're gonna get is a potato chip. So it, it, what what gets me is the fact that uh, the lady that, that that takes him to his house just puts up with all of this that like doesn't seem like any of this is weird or out of place i mean you can see that kind of look on her face but she's not like horrified because i mean not these people dinner. are just like one bad day away from being the hey. texas chainsaw family well, is that because she's playing the same character from the twilight zone is that what why she has the same name is that the, is that the joke is that the gist of the episode no it's like um, a sequel no quasi alternate sequel. No, that's a fan theory, but no, she's is that not. What it is? Okay, it's a fan theory. Okay. She's nothing like the character from uh, Nightmare as a Child. Yeah, her tits are way better. No. No, honestly, no. Marky, no. Marky had way better tits, right, Frank? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Marky has some great fucking tits. Gotcha. Well, oh God. Viagra. Don't you, Don't you remember how to get a boner? Used to do so well. Practice bra, remember? <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know where you guys are. Oh, wait, I just wanted to describe that meal for a second because I was tripping out the fact that I knew pretty much everything that was on that plate was something I ate when I was about that age. Oh, me too. So, yeah. All, all together at once? Just like All this? together at once. Just, yeah. Just, well, I never ate it all. I, knew, I was never allowed to eat like that, but the, the kid is obviously able to. So. Well, I mean, there's, I... A, <clears throat> sorry, there's a restaurant over here that still serves those cups of ice cream oh really with the stick. <laughs> yeah. fucking cheap cups with it oh, for the fucking de- tongue depressor to eat where it's it. ice cream in quotes yeah i still have a night nightmares about the way that thing feels going on the back of your tongue it's just ugh. it's like, like they got tongue they colored Easy. ice and they went with milk and that's what they called ice cream back then yeah <laughs> like, it's fucking terrible it's really bad it's, it's, that is the cheap of the cheap when it's it comes like to ice cream. A, the ice cones Ugh. what are those called we get snow the, cones. Yeah, snow cones. We get the liquid to pour it in. That's what ice cream used to be. Plus puppy. You yeah. had to make yourself believe it was ice cream. Yeah, but he had or she, Ita- Italian ice. What else is on that? 
There was there was the ice cream. There was potato the, chips. There was a, uh, a burger. Fudge stripe cookies were on there, and a, then the burger a had burger peanut butter with on it. peanut butter, which yeah. I want to try. I'll be honest. I, I, I exist. Those are they, they are out there. You can find it. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly burgers exist. I can it's make true. one. If you go to any of one of the thousands of millennial burger joints out there, I'm sure you'll find one that sells one with peanut butter. Oh, yeah, but I, I want a real burger. I don't want a fucking tofu burger. You mean you don't want to go in those fancy burger joints and search a, a sleeve of craft burger? beer and a, and a burger on a dartboard with a knife through it? You don't want to go to one of those places? Yeah, goddamn right. I hate I, those kind of places. I don't want like, tofu. Frank. How do you how do you fuck this up? I don't want like, to- why would you fuck this up? Tofu like, where they took a sharpie. Like it's a grill. <laughs> the kind of place they'll charge you fifty dollars for grilled cheese and fucking macaroni. Because yeah, it's blackened. <laughs> and I don't want an blackened avocado shake. Fucking eighty bucks. With a little blowtorch. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. She she that's when she starts to question is after the meal. Like you need nutrition. Yeah, but and everybody's where, looking at you like, oh, who's somebody's gonna get it <clears throat> now? Yeah. Where it differs from the original is he seems way more malicious in the original. This one, he seems yeah. like confused and scared and just wants love. They don't he acknowledge has that powers. at all he in the understand. original. Yeah, in the original, nothing. Like yeah. you're bad, and that he fuck off to the cornfield. That's all it yeah. was, and that's what made the episode work. This, again, we're, we're left with another script that isn't as strong as the original episode, but the, I like this episode better than the original episode. It's a better ending, yeah. Yeah, because the, the kid, he goes, like, nobody, nobody everyone's scared of me. They don't love me. And she's like, all right, let's, let's go, motherfucker. Let's go. I'm not scared of you. Let's go, bitch. And she, he, like, bring, brings the car back, and then they fuck off in, in the, the weird color of flowers. Well, yeah, she's that, that she's episode, smart too. You know how much money that kid could make her. Holy you know, that episode fuck. always bothers me because it's very um, Mary Kay Letourneau esque at the end. Because it's just like uh, there's something going on between these two, and I don't like it. The it's very weird. The fugitive. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. There you go. Can we next week? Should we do the fugitive with all the four movie? of us? The no, movie? No. The episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh. I would do- do a movie on the other one. I don't think <laughs> Harrison Ford in Twilight Zone: The know, Fugitive. Speaking of the Fugitive, Time of the Peter Pan, right off this here. <laughs> Do you know that the Fugitive video cassette has a ghost in it? No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Apparently, this is a, the producer of the Fugitive is on record. Cosmo, saying, what are you doing? I'm thinking. Why don't you think me up one of them little donuts with chocolate sprinkles, sprinkles on? <laughs> no, there's a the train scene. <laughs> And it's only available on the VHS copies because the digital copies erased it. There's a figure <laughs> in the in the train shot. There's mm-hmm. a guy in like there's a frame where the, there's no one when they shot it. There was nobody. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This Thank is you. all true. It's all true. <laughs> there, there, there's a theory about that with three men and a baby too. No, that was a cardboard cutout. It's on a set, so it doesn't make any sense. Wizard of Oz. Neither does that. <laughs> No, this I swear to God, I'm not making this up. It's the guy who told the story. Dick, the producer of the movie. D- ghosts aren't real, so fuck that producer. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's fucking right. I'm not saying it's You're real. a grown man. Stop believing in this shit. <laughs> yeah. You're not seven or a, a housewife. Shut Do up. Do you believe in Sasquatch? <laughs> Come to LIW Twilight Zone what? Review. He's Zach Baggins. <laughs> hey, he's a millionaire. He believes in his fucking cash. He owns more Ghostbuster stuff than I do, and that makes me upset. I know. Ah. No shit. Are you going to get the new Ecto-1? There's a new one? 
There's a new one coming out. It's very nice. I what saw scale? a review for what it. Scale. It's not one six. It's like more like you could fit maybe a three and three quarter figure in there. Oh, what the fuck? But it's a nice. It's a nice rendition. But it's the afterlife uh, Ecto one. It's it's the it's the movie the new movie. Oh Ecto-1. yeah. Oh fuck mind. that. Has that it looks weird... good. The the oh, cartoon had that side cart that came out. The movies never did. But the cartoon did, and then in the new movie, she has that. And I'm like, that's from a cartoon, you bitch. All it's going to be, guys, is fucking Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters. I know. That's all it's going to be, yeah. With with Paul, though. I'm really glad Stranger Things has stopped, right? They stopped. No, no, no. COVID. No, it's 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 losing. Sorry. It's over. We need to get the fuck out of here. Um, Next segment, the last segment. Is the best segment. Nightmare yes. at 20,000 Feet by George Miller. Holy All I, shit. First thing and last thing I want to say, really, that's important for me to say is, I wish George Miller did shit like this instead of Babe Pig in the City and some fucking penguin thing. And Lorenzo's if, Oil. If he did shit like this, I would. he'd be, he'd be in the fucking top tier of directors. He did he really would. Road, and that's fucking magnificent. Yes. Uh, again, you got to look that's at it. his Justice League movie that never happened. Oh, no. oh, he would have made that great. If he had given a chance to do shit like this, where he did like toy psychological shit like this, where he was given full range, like like kind of like a, a, there's a lot of directors that do this kind of like psychological shit, like a David Fincher. If he did something like that, if he followed that career path where he chose the scripts he wanted to do and do it, he would be so fucking good because this directing is so good. But really? he did choose his own scripts because he wrote all of his own scripts. I know. That's what's weird. It, he likes pig movies. <laughs> and and penguins. <laughs> he likes he likes animals. He's obsessed He's with pig shit. Pig shit. He likes fucking animatronic pigs. Methane. Pig shit. Oh man. Cause fuck, here's a witches of Eastwick. That's a great George Miller movie. No power, no bottom town. That Sorry. is Mad Max 3. <laughs> Master Blaster! Well, I watched Happy Feet, the, the both of them, for the first time recently, and I'm like, all right, Elijah Wood, I can deal with it. I love Elijah Wood. And I'm watching it, and the second one comes around, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. It, wasn't, I was, it was watching it for the kid, not for me. And I'm, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's happening. And I'm like, I know George Miller directed these, and I'm like, oh, this is so upsetting. No. And then Babe, and this, I they lo- must have made some money though. I so, grew up so on Mad Max. I, I fucking love yeah. Mad Max, and the, the, the Fury Show Road. The kid, Fury Road. Show the kid Road Warrior. She'll like it. <laughs> Fury Road is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I do have my favorite movie of the year on the website. Go to LAWstudios.com. I do my favorite movie every year. Fury Road one, way ahead of yeah. every other movie that year. Fucking Revenant uh, was even close. Fury Road is like the movie of the decade. I yeah. sat in the theater that, when that came out. That was the first time I ever went to one of those D-Box movies, and it was in 3D, and I swear to God, tears were coming down. Like, why the, so fuck, beautiful. why the fuck does Avengers Endgame make $2 billion and Mad Max Fury Road barely cracks three fifty? Like what people the are fuck? fucking stupid, that's why. What the fuck? Like, why? Have if, you been to a movie theater lately to see the clown? I, I understand that. But it's the same shit. This, this is here, this, Frank. Let's do it. This is the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids that don't know what Mad Max is, and uh, if it's not superhero shit, they don't give a fuck. 
And then us in the back row going. Enough. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, Brian. <laughs> Get a max. The ah! greatest thing about jerking off is I can keep on going. And then Go crying when, when Max's car gets ruined in the opening scene. You're like, oh, uh, no. You know how many times his car has bought the big one in this franchise, though, man? And they always find a way to bring it back. It's 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 been destroyed in every single, well, every single one except the first one. Yeah. First one didn't get destroyed, but. And now they're going to do the Furiosa movie. No, I don't think they are. No, they are. It's happening. They've been talking about it since that came out. No, it's it's cast. It's Jody, the the girl from the Queen's Gambit. If it's not Charlize Theron, I don't care. Well, I don't want, I don't want the storyline. I want my back. Time out. Adam. Fucking 100%, brother. (laughs) I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck no, yeah. I, I want a Mad Max movie, not a yeah. Furiosa prequel. She's in my top ten. But if 10. you're going to do a She's Furiosa movie 10. and you're not going to put Charlize Theron in, what's the fucking point? I, I, I'm so sick of prequels, dude. Fuck. You know what? She's Real in my bad. top five. <sighs> huh? She's in my top five. Yeah, yeah she's pretty here. good. I, lo- I love that woman to death. Oh, oh. Dario. D- I've been in love with her since Eon Flo. Devil's god. Advocate. Oh Eon. my god. Yeah. <laughs> like a scar so, titties. John, John, Lith- John Lithgow, oh, a guy thank that you. never gives thank you. less than a hundred <laughs> oh. fucking percent. Thank you. One hundred and fifty fucking percent. The guy that made you stop watching Dexter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He does slime in Dexter. Well, that that was the the good seat, but yeah, that technically it was the one that got me to stop watching Dexter was when that happened. But I'm not going to say he wasn't still good in that fucking season. The, the okay, best yeah. the best scene in any show in any cable show is when he goes. They go. Nobody said they're thankful for me. Yeah. And she goes, "I'm thankful for you. Shut up, you cunt." Yeah, dude. Oh my god. And then he grabs yeah. his son's fingers <laughs> after so after the car got broken, and he's like. Oh, like, <laughs> I should have fucking killed you when I had a chance. Now I haven't seen it, but I heard he also played uh, Winston Churchill in The Crown, and he was really good in that too. Like, I oh, think he's a great he actor. Some, he got some awards. Yeah, he got some nominations for that. There yeah, is... he's he's a list. He's a list among a list. Cliffhanger. Enough said. No, there's a better movie he's in, or a better role he's in, but a worse movie than Cliffhanger, which is Raising Cain. <laughs> Oh, I was going to oh. say Raising Kane. Raising Kane, first... he's he's fucking amazing. That movie's terrible. I don't well, like you do, movie. Do you know that the new Raising Kane is re-edited because they did a fan edit to make it make more sense because the original edit makes no sense? Does De Palma not like the movie or what? No, but De Palma changed it. He said they're right. He said like 20 years later they re-released it as a fan cut, and it's like that's the cut. Okay. It's a new movie. I need to watch this now because yeah, that no, movie. Yeah, it's a totally new cut, yeah. It's the same movie, but in different in different order. Okay, don't sleep on uh, Baru ha- Banze across the yeah. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. This is all of us. Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Okay. Yes. There's bathroom terror. It looks like it's a shits. I did my filthy Twilight Zone version, which I have not done today, have I? But he has shits, and he gets out. There's a little fucking weird girl who like takes pictures of him. And then, yes. did you notice the weird time jumps? No smoking. Yeah. She has a puppet, and she's like, "No smoking." And then he's like, "Cuts over." He puts he puts a cigarette. After Her stick. puppet looks like W. C. Fields. Why would a kid in the eighties have a W. C. Fields doll? It's it, fucking creepy. None of it makes George sense. Miller madness. She, it would have been cooler if they'd have used that Charlie McCarthy doll looking doll from the fucking Twilight Zone, like like the it, the, it, the puppet that they recycled. It could have been a Winston Churchill puppet. 
It looked like a Winston Churchill puppet. <laughs> she puts out, or he puts out the cigarette after staring at the guy for way too long in front of him. And then he looks over at the little girl and she's fast asleep with the puppet. And there's like weird time jumps there. Yeah. And it sets you off like an, oh, something's weird. They keep cutting time out like crazy. And he, he's sitting there and he's freaking, he's like super sweaty. And he, he's just like, he's losing his shit the entire time. The whole thing shot from Dutch angles for the most part. Every time he freaks out. Um, when he freaks out, when he opens the blinds and sees the gremlin right there. I love this fucking shot. He turns to the camera. The whole thing is like right on him in all one shot. And the camera pulls up and he falls on the ground and everyone's fucking tackles him because everyone's right on top of him for no reason. And he's just sitting there staring at the camera and the camera never leaves him. And I'm like, God, this looks so good. I love that shot. I his eyes, like his, yeah. the way his eyes are bugging out of his fucking head. That like is burned in my memory. Well, that's a George Miller um, a director of, uh, trademark. Yeah, he has bugged out eyes in every movie he makes. It's like the Kubrick this thing. I don't know if it's in Happy Feet, but it might be. If you look the it penguins up. are terrified looking out the edge of the <laughs> ice. Robin Williams' eyes is just bulge before he jumps off. You know cliff. something this this episode does really this this segment does really good is is uh, really capitalizes on anybody that has got a fear of flying. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything you could possibly think goes wrong is going wrong on this fucking airplane. This is the airplane on its way to hell. Okay, like it's yeah, so exaggerated but so perfect the way they do it. Yeah, is it weird that I think the original episode does it better as far as character development goes? I think they no, set them up. I don't think they because this one plays up too much on the phobia yeah. and not the characters. This yeah. one is yeah. more focused on the visuals and the feeling. The original is the character. And you watch yeah. him go crazy throughout the episode. That that's more satisfying for me. But yeah, I like this it, version it better. It slowly builds up. This one, it's like as soon as they show you he's John Lithgow, up. he's already in the middle of a fit. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, there's that's no building like. up to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. It, like, and and the thing of it is, like, I I think he did it that way because I think the biggest flaw of the first one was the fucking gremlin. It was it was he's wee he, he looked adorable. He was adorable. Here it comes. There he is. Yep. See that adorable it's little guy. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy train. <laughs> Rip the engine apart. Yeah. yeah. But you see what I'm saying. But this in the movie, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was terrified. You know. So then it just made sense. I didn't need to have a character backstory with this guy. This guy's losing his fucking mind, and there's this terrifying gremlin on the wing. It was yeah. that. How come we don't have a gremlin action figure from this movie? We have an action figure for every other fucking movie in the world except for this. I would because love they tried to bury this, this movie for twenty fucking years. This, but what Adam has on his on his screen there. This, that would be awesome. Would like but yeah, terrifying. Like, like, I guarantee you can find one. It's probably like a thousand dollars. This the version in the movie is like a crypt keeper predator. Yeah, like a weird because I mean, it's like, so eh. awful. Though. He yeah. he moves like the the crypt keeper, but he kind of the hair. You know what, he's, he's got an attitude that's similar to the original Twilight because he's like doing the little. Yeah, he's he's like meh, meh, meh. yeah, that wonderful. And then they actually show play. him jump off the plane, and he just yeah. kind of flies away. And I fucking love that. I love yeah. the way he does that. Yeah. And when he does it, I don't go wee. <laughs> when he grabs, he grabs his face, and he grabs Lithgow's yeah. face, and he feels... he speaks. Yeah, oh, he doesn't speak out loud, but he, he no. communicates. Yeah, which great. is yeah, it's great. Don't you think it's weird that Joe Dante didn't do this one? 
because his no. movie Gremlins was talking, you know, uh, yeah. Dick Miller was talking about the Gremlins on the plane. I would think that the Gremlins that Dick Miller were describing were more like this fucker right what, here. You know what happened? They say, Joe Dante, do you want to do the Gremlin thing on the plane or the guy that sees cartoon cartoons? Yep, that's, that's, that's exactly what happened. Cartoons. Yeah. cartoons. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's what happened. If you want to have a fun time, check out Joe Dante's short little TV show on Netflix with Corey Feldman. I mentioned this before. It is fucking awful. What? Joe, Joe what? Dante and Corey Feldman? It's got to be bad. What? You lost yeah. me at Corey Feldman. Hold on. When was this? I mentioned this before. Uh, it is... Let's see. I haven't seen Inner Space in a while. But it was called... Good movie. Um, the Cowboy. <laughs> what the fuck was this? It had to be in the '90s or the 2000s. Yeah, but I don't see it on his on his list here. Maybe it's been erased. It's like gone. Everybody has jumped ship from this sink, the firmest catastrophe of epic proportions. Maybe you dreamt this. Was the dream that you had? Joe Dante. Corey was it some warning? Was this just a dream you had about 1941? But it was Joe Dante's show. With Corey <laughs> I found it. It's, it's called Splatter. He hasn't finished the dream yet, Desi Lou Dick. Give him a chance. You're gonna get killed if you keep having that dream. Let me read this because this is the greatest sentence you'll ever hear for guys oh, no. on the bottom row. Splatter is a 2009 interactive short horror web film directed by Joe Dante, produced by Roger Corman, starring Corey Feldman. It was created for Netflix. Wow. Someone dropped their mic. That was me. That was a mic drop. That was a mic <laughs> drop mic moment. Drop. That was pathetic. That was so It bad. was literally a mic drop moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's uh, you ever you ever having a bad day or you, you know you're stuck in the john and there's nothing else to do just just Google any random Corey Feldman oh, music video and just just watch and sheer terror. What's that Millennium? That guy takes himself ser- millennium? millennium, yeah, uh, Extinction Millennium or something like that. Plot, it's, it's, plot for splatter. After committing suicide, a wash-up rocker returns from the grave to torment the five people who betrayed him in life. Audiences will get to vote which character lived and died. It so is it's, the it, crow. it's twenty minutes. No, it, it's 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 a series, but it's all like these little segments, but they're all all together. It's twenty minutes, so watch it. It's called Splatter. It's on Netflix. It is not worth your time, but it is fucking terrible. I hope he made a lot of money making it. That's all I'm going to say. It sounds okay. like the the experimental movie that Bob Gale wrote in the '90s, where it was like pick your own adventure movie. Remember that it did. Ha- it was released like no. for a weekend. It died so badly. It was like a. It was an experiment, and it was on Siskel and Ebert. And they talked about it. They said it's not a movie. It's a. It's an amusement park ride. Yeah, Why is nothing, it in a theater? It's nothing new. They're Frank, called role playing games. Yeah. Frank, you're the one of us who likes uh, uh, Black Mirror. Did you watch uh, Bandersnatch? Oh, the, uh, is, that, is that is that the movie? Yeah, that's when you could choose what you want. No. Okay, nobody did. None of us. I didn't watch it. I don't want to. Yeah, no. I've seen. Well, well when I saw Black Mirror, and then I saw two hours long. I went. Uh, but the fun no. thing about that, I haven't seen it, but you can choose. It's like a choose your own adventure thing. You can. Here's what I want to yeah. see, and it gives you options, and you can click that, and it what, shows you like that. Me personally, as I'm watching yes. it, I can pick the shit. You no remote one. and pick the. Yeah. yeah, that. I mean, that's. I'm not going to do that. I want to do that. 
But I don't, I don't like Black Mirror that much. I, I enjoy I mean, it. I love Black Mirror, and I yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to interact with the show. Just fucking make a show. Show I'll me watch, the thing. Watch. I don't want to work for it. Show me that <laughs> shit. I mean, show me my disappointment. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you made White, uh, White Christmas or whatever it was called. It was amazing. That was a great episode. Yeah, you know, Crocodile was really good. And then the other one with the, with the little dog chasing him, that was great. So, he's on the plane. Oh. He's on the plane. Engine one gets hit by lightning. As the and he can't says. complain. He can't complain. He's sitting there, and it's rain outside. And, um, you know, it's really plain that it's rain outside on the plane. And then all of a sudden he looks, and, and it's insane. It's insane. And he's sitting there, and he was like, I want to eat some grain, but I got nothing on me. And he just wants to calm down. I like the original because they they try to calm him down. They give his wife is there to give him drugs. She's there to to root him to get, to give him to give him some yeah, sort like, of connective tissue to the plane and the to to regularity. And we have the only nobody thing missing has, is that that scene from the movie Airplane where they're all lining up to, to yeah. calm down the one fucking person. They've got like ropes and guns and it's like a monk. Poison. <laughs> yeah, Here, I'll handle this. You're like this. My favorite bit in, in Airplane is when he's sitting there and he's like, and I never saw her again. And, you know, it's been 15, 13 years. You know what I'm talking about? And it's just like her feet body. are hanging. She's <laughs> hanging in an airplane. That's it. <laughs> but she's like I 10 feet up. I love that movie so much, dude. Oh, my God. Also, oh, how are the one guy with the sword? He's just. <laughs> He how, just dumps kerosene all over himself. Like to how creepy! <laughs> how creepy Peter Graves is with that little kid on his lap. Seen a grown man naked. Do you like movies about gladiators? Yeah, <laughs> Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet. Okay, so um, a- after he he grabs a gun eventually and he shoots the glass and it blows out and it turns into the fucking poltergeist where it's all the shit flying around the room. And um, he he goes out and he tries to shoot the the gremlin, but he walks up and he bites the fucking gun in half. And then again, he's just like, it's "Great scene." No, <laughs> it reminded me of a uh, Thirty Days of Night. He's like, "Oh God!" He's like, "No God!" It reminds me of that. <laughs> Danny Houston. Danny Houston. Was great. <laughs> yeah. But he bites the gun off and he kind of like throws this spermy stuff on his face and he's like, "Wee!" He flies off. And then uh, they land. Uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, the, great, the, the great violin playing. The music's really good. Yeah. Was it Jerry Goldsmith that did it? Music. Jerry, yeah, Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith did the music in this it's one. For the whole thing or yeah. just segment? The whole thing. The, the whole thing. thing. Surprisingly, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, did he get Johnny Williams to do the fucking Sunnyvale bullshit? Kick Johnny Williams crap? didn't want to come anywhere near this shit. He Good. was like, yeah. fucking, I wouldn't want my it? name on this either, but it, yeah. it was, they were still trying to do those John Williams moments where it's like you're letting the music take over for a bad performance. It's cheap. Yes. But, but anyway, back to that nightmare. They, they immediately cut to the close-up, just like they did with Shatner. But they're, with Shatner, they had kind of, kind of a wide angle where you see two people on the other side. But this one is like really close. And he's just like, and that's how I saved everyone. I'm going to be a hero. Huh? And he's, he's clearly lost his fucking mind. There's no question in this he's lost his mind. Yeah. In the first one, you're kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either or. I'm all right. He's being pulled away in an ambulance <laughs> driven by. He gets in the ambulance. Oh, first we see the plane, and it's chewed the shit. 
It yeah. like completely fucking. You can see the claw marks. There's no. There's no mistaking what happened there. I was so happy they shared that too. Also, like, they you know, got the. They the had airplane, to share that. One yeah. of the airplane repair guys was Frank Marshall. I, I saw that little trivia tidbit yeah. today too. So, but he. I love that he's smoking a cigar and he gets up there and he's like, he's just, "Let me know if there's any fuel leaking." Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I probably know that, know that was on purpose because I, I, I laughed pretty hard. That was a joke. Like, that was definitely a joke. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> he gets up there and you see the claw marks, but then we show uh, John uh, Lithgow on the plane, or in the, and sorry, the ambulance, and, he, and he's just like, oh, he's kind of looking around, and we have that overhead shot of him. It looks great. And then we see that who's driving the ambulance? Nothing but uh, a little bit of a... Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. My least favorite I want Ghostbusters. See something really scary. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna play some music. He's like, he's like, I love CCR. And then uh, I love Credence. He's like, so I heard you had some scares up there in the air. I want to see something really scary. It's called oh, Nothing shit. But Trouble from 1991. Oh, <laughs> my only directorial debut that I wrote. <laughs> I got a dick it's, for a it's, nose. It's bad enough that RLM did an entire episode on nothing but trouble. But I would say that one of the greatest Simpson Halloween segments is the uh, spoof on this. Yeah, with and the, it's more of this than it is the original episode. Well, let's. Um, there is definitely. Is it this one? Oh, here it is. Otto, you gotta do something. There's a gremlin on the side of the bus. <laughs> Ordering in Wonderland. Oh dear lord, some sort of hideous monster. Oh, and that cutie's trying to claw my eyes out. <laughs> I remember that one. The great one. That's a great that's a great episode. They also did yeah. it's a good life. Yeah, they did. They uh, Hello my honey. Hello my baby. <laughs> Hello my ring. I'd love school. <laughs> This one's for you, the, Bart. This is not called this anymore. Now it's called Bonerland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get the fuck out of here, right? We're way too over. I think I think we've got all the points that we wanted to talk about. We're like an it's, hour it's, over. It's an enjoyable movie. I, I think it'd be like a 7 or 8 out of 10 for me. I can't really decide. Somewhere between there. It the, the, the low points are definitely everything about Kick the Can. The way that it grinds the movie down to, to a halt. Um, and the fact that the, the, it, it deters the momentum enough to, to drop it for me. Um, as much as I like the, uh, the, it, the boys life, it, it's a good life segment. Why do you keep calling it that? You got to think for DiCaprio and De Niro. I don't know why I can't fucking get that shit straight, but, um, it, it's life. a little like, I still like the original better, but I'd like this different take of it. But if I had to choose between the two, I still prefer the original. So, but I, I like the fact that it wants to go in a different direction. It's going for almost kind of a redemption arc for the kid. The kid isn't just a monster like he is clearly in the the original. So yeah, I'll, I'll stay. I'll say eight out of ten for sure. Okay, Dick. <clears throat> I say eight. I, I I mean, it's kind of like again, it's, it's like two movies in one. You got the Vic Moreau sad behind the scene movie, and you have the the last th- two segments, which are a lot of fun. So it's like mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it redeems itself after, yeah. you know, kick the can. It's really hard to do in an, in a, uh, an anthology movie. You know? Yeah, right. It really it's is hard, hard to grade them. Tales from the Hood yeah. did a really good job. Yeah, <laughs> Tales from the Hood 2 is even better. Creepshow did a fantastic job. I'm, very few I'm being you know. serious. I genuinely enjoy Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. It's good. 
It's a yeah, solid yeah, movie. The sequels are yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, the second one's yeah, terrible. I got up and walked out on that one. That's one of the ones I walked out of the theater on. on you Tales saw that in the theater? I thought that was direct to sci-fi. <sighs> it was in a theater, man. Direct to city. Which one? Which one? Tales from the, the Hood Two. Yeah. Yeah, Tales from the Hood Two came out in the theater. There's no Clarence Williams. They replaced him with what's his fucking name? Some guy. You don't replace Clarence Williams the Third with anybody. No. He's fantastic. He's great in the first. I, okay, even sorry. in shitty movies, he's fantastic. I'm sorry, Frank. Continue. I'm sorry. That's on me. Oh, um, oh yeah. I, I give it like a seven out of ten. Yeah. As far as the segments go, because everyone else did this, so I'm gonna ask you to do it. As far as the individual segments go, how did they compare to the originals? For you. Okay, so for me, obviously, like the first one and being Quality Mercy, and I didn't like the Quality Mercy that much, uh, you know, the original one. So they did a lot much better job of it. So I'll, you know, I'll give that a, a I, don't, I don't know, like a, I would, I would give that like a seven, I guess, you know, but comparatively, it was much better than the original. Yeah. Then, the, then kick the can. I hated it then. I hate it now. I have nothing to say about it. Nothing redeeming about it. No, it's it's just it's pointless. It's it, you know the writing sucks, story sucks. It's boring. Fuck that episode. Moving on. Um, so then yeah, so zero no one out of ten. Yeah, I gotta give it at least something. You know, re, re, respect for the people that had to suffer through doing that and putting it on their career. So uh, I feel bad for him. Excuse me. So. And then, you know, obviously, um, the third one, which, you know, I mean, it's a good life. I'd say it's my top 10, 15, somewhere around there of, of the original. But, you know, I've seen it so many times. It's one of those where it's like the original's burning my memory. So I did like the way they went with this one. They didn't just straight up copy it. So, you know, that takes some balls sometimes to take something that's so iconic and copy it. But not copy it but you know what i mean yeah and so i like that a lot but i, I didn't like it as much as uh, even though they pretty much did copy it straight up like step for fucking step pat, pat for pat except for lithgow's freaking out you know nightmare at twenty thousand feet was like nine out of ten for me so that's pretty much how i rank, rank when i would go like you know uh twenty thousand feet then you know nightmares uh, 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 it, you know it's a good life and then Go back to the whole Moro thing and then kick the can. I, I'm I don't fuck it. No, yeah. I wish, I wish if you add them all up, I think it averages out to about a seven for you yeah. for sure. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the, the last two save it. If the last two were like really anything else and just not as good as like you are because they were so over the top amazing, you know, compared to the rest of them. I mean, it, it would be like in the fours, you know. But because if 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 they went the way that they were going for the first half, it, this thing would have been just a catastrophe of just utter shit. <laughs> but the last two really saved them because, I mean, the first two, it's just unfortunate what happened. I mean, you know, if, they, if that never happened, I, I just imagine what that first, uh, you know, whole sequence would have been, you know, it would have been fucking incredible. I agree. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I was trying to show my pain on the screen here. Um, I'm getting to that point. Um, Uh-oh. Before I get to my opinions, I did ask, what's your favorite segment of the Twaza movie on Twitter? Um, if you want to see any of that for follow shows, we'll read your stuff on air. L-I-W-T-Z review on Twitter. I asked, like I said, what's your favorite segment? Um, uh, the Twilight Zone Classic Series, um, which is, what is their fucking name? At the, the Twilight Zone 3, so at the Twilight Z-O-N 9. 
I said three. I don't know why I said three. Um, I wrote, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm limping by right now. I'll be honest with you. Um, they wrote, the start with Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks, do you want to see something really scary, is great. My favorite segment of the film, It's a Good Life, with special effects by young Anthony. <laughs> Helen Question. Foley and Anthony's family blew my mind away when I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. They also shared the uh, opening and closing scenes of Dan Aykroyd. Let's play a little bit of that real quick, if it will let me. Is there any sound? No. There's no sound in that gif. Okay. And then um, Dustin Miller at The Miller Effect wrote um, Nightmare by a Long Shot. And at Jolly wrote something that I meant to bring up, but I forgot. So I'm glad they did this because it's Third Rock from the Sun. There's a clip where if you follow Third Rock from the Sun, which I did, uh, William Shatner it, it plays the, what, what's, his, what's his character name? The big, the big head. Big head. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He plays like the alien head. overlord yeah. of John Lithgow. Big head. And they both yeah. mention something on the wing of the plane. Let's play that here. So, how was your trip, sir? Let me let's play. Let's do the uh, visual here. Sorry, I keep forgetting I can do this. Kristen Johnson. So, how was your trip, sir? Horrifying at first. I looked out the window and I saw something on the wing of the plane. (laughs) The same thing happened to me. That's it. That's all it is. When that aired, that bit. when I that aired really for the first time, I remember being in my <laughs> house. Says, I love New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard when that aired for the first time, and my family's like, "What do you? I have no idea what you're laughing at." I'm like, "Come on!" Like I was what ten? Like, they really? Connection. Yeah. Come on! They both did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What are you guys? I loved it, and I still do. But that's it's a, it's a great. I've never bit. seen that. that was, oh really? Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that. That one passed me by. So. That's yeah. a that's a sitcom that's held up very well. It has. Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt. If you if you go back yeah. and watch it now, it's still funny. Yeah, all it's of a it. good show. It's great. It's yeah. campy. That's why it works. Yep. It's the same thing yeah, as the like... original Batman show. Holds up because it's campy. Who created that show? Oh, good question. Uh, I know I the say... answer. Wasn't James French? Did he do? No, I think it's the same guy that did the Big Bang Theory. If I'm not no, you don't no think way, so? no way. Adam, you looked it up. Chuck Lorre. Yeah. Let me better, not worse. I think Adam's yeah. right. I think Adam's right. But let me let me double let, check. Let though. me describe my thing feelings in the movie here. Um, I I I mostly agree with Frank. I I do think some of the segments work better, but I still want to watch the original episode better, like like more. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's like I respect the creativity that you're going for, not going at beat for beat. But sometimes it's like then you're just creating something totally different yes. at this point. It's a Good Life and Nightmare are better filmed and better, like more production values put into the actual movie versions. But right. I mean, you can't compete with the classics. Uh, but I still like those two more. But I don't want to watch them as much, if that makes any sense. I am wrong. Uh, creators of Third Rock from the Sun is Bonnie Turner and Terry Turner. Oh, okay. They, I think they did Friends. Yeah, I think you're right. Kick the Can is garbage either way. I'd still rather watch the original because the story works better, but the visually and, and time-wise, it, it flies by faster in the Spielberg version. No, I'm sorry. They did that 70s show. 70s show and that 80s show. But I don't and like... Whoopi. But I don't like the overly Jewish kid going, oh, my husband, Bernie. And you're like, oh, God. It gets draining. And then they get like the kid. Yeah. 
kids swinging the sword around and jumping out the window. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <clears throat> the timeout segment is the one that stands out the most for me because it's the it's the most original. It is far superior to uh, the the original episode, which is you know kind of based on not really. That it's episode stuff. stands out the best for me. I, it's it's what I think of when I think of the movie. Honestly, I think it's the. I think it's the the. I wish it was the ending, but if it, I think it's it's the only first because it doesn't have an ending, so they wanted to to, to roll into something else. Can you think honestly though a better way to put a racist in his place than a situation like that? I can't. American History X. Well, that's 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 <laughs> that's more of a redemption. But I mean, in, in as far as you know, if you if you wanted somebody to understand racism complete role reversal like put yourself in that situation and and see how you feel about it you know what i mean like like put it, it's that whole that whole concept of you you don't never know somebody till you walk a mile in their shoes yeah i just had to delete my dad from facebook i didn't have to send him the actual these places <laughs> wait a minute wait, a minute. wait what <laughs> so uh you all right buddy <laughs> I, I posted all this. You, you should have seen this. Huh? I said I posted all this. You should have seen this. Uh, on where? On Facebook. I don't ever go on it. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck you. So, uh, I try to stay away. I, know. I, I gave it a seven. I gave the movie a seven. Originally, I gave it a six. I bumped it up after this oh. recent viewing. And I'm like, because oh. there's, I, I, I hold that kick the can episode to such a regard where I'm like, it ruins the fucking movie. And this time I was less affected because I'm like, here we go, here it comes, it's over. And I enjoy the rest of the movie. It's not as yeah. bad as the critics at the time said it was. It's not as good as it could have been. Yeah. Nobody's going to deny There's that, There's some right? lost opportunities for sure. If Spielberg did, uh, did uh, Monsters Doing Maple Street, I'd love the movie way more because that's one of my favorite episodes. And how yeah. much could he really fuck that episode up? Not hard. Pretty easy to do. It's, it, it's very it, Spielbergian. That episode, yeah. people looking right. and aliens show up. It's Spielberg. It's made for him. You know, yeah. it, at some point, I would like them to do this movie again. Not like I think this is one that kind of warrants maybe getting another chance and do some maybe some different stories and get well, some you're, different you're, directors in. You, know. you say that, and J.J. Abrams is going to do it. That's the problem. If you were to do it right now, it would be all the wrong people. It would be Abrams and Abrams and fucking Tom Cruise. Twitter zone come in there and fuck it all up. So maybe maybe ten years from now, give it another chance, bring in some new directors and and. Try to make a, a, a love letter to uh, to Twilight Zone. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peele sure as hell hasn't gotten right. So yeah, but he's gotten a lot better at it. I'll give him that. They're yeah. they're improving. They have a long way to go yet. Though. I love to see a monster doing Maple Street, uh, uh, the silence, something like that. Like where they that's, keep it. That's almost something you can make a whole podcast fucking, out of. Keep it yeah. simple. Keep it simple and and weird. Enough. I would love to see it like like a like a revamp shadow play, but you go tit for tat with that one. You guys should post that on your on your Twitter page. If you were to redo this movie, which stories would you pick, and who would you have direct? I will do that. Um, that is a great. So check know. out LAWTZ review on Twitter. There, we'll find out more of that because I'm definitely interested. Um, well, oh, we got four more updates here. What's going Eight on? Eight characters in search of an exit. Joss Whedon. It's five characters. Whatever. 
Some kid is desperate enough to play with a hobo toy. Fuck you. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> you are just stuck on that hobo. That's toy. all I can think about. Why is there a hobo toy? That's, that's it. Because I want to play with my characters, I need a hobo. Because if you have a hobo toy, you don't have to pay the royalties to anybody, Phoenix, for having product placement. Well, let me ask you this before we go. Do you agree with the Twilight Zone classic on, on Twitter, the Twilight Zone 9, that the opening is the best part? No. No. I think it sets it up, but it's not the best part. But If do, they would have left the ending in without the beginning, it would have been better. I do agree the that the opening was really solid. Yeah. I expected them to fuck that up. I really did. But the... It kept it hooked you in. They mentioned the Twilight Zone, which which seems like it would ruin it for you, but it doesn't. Like, you know, something else none of us mentioned either. And I was surprised I forgot about it till just now. The fact that they actually use Burgess Meredith to narrate the whole fucking thing, I thought oh, was yeah. awesome because he's been in most of the best yeah. Twilight Zones. So, and what's funny? He's royalty. He is he's royalty. royalty. He's earned that right to do that. They yeah. mention him in the introduction when they're talking about yep. time enough at last. They mention Burgess Meredith, and then he introduces it. But Frank and I both thought independently of each other that Burgess Meredith narrated the 80s series. It's because of this movie. He doesn't narrate the 80s series. There's, he doesn't do it. He doesn't? No. There's no, no narrator in the 80s series. There, there's no. two narrators. They just are not Burgess Meredith. Okay. So It's only voiceover. Would this technically be the first meta- Material in film, not first, but yeah, it is uh, pretty meta. up there. It's pretty close. This scene is pretty meta, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like that's fourth wall breaking if I ever saw it. Pretty much, yeah. It, it is interesting enough, I, and I agree yeah. with I agree with the Twilight Zone classic series on on Twitter. It, it is it, it it was really solid of an introduction. Yeah, it could have been so bad, especially if you told me they talk about the Twilight Zone in their introductory dialogue. I would be like, oh, that's going to be awful. But when you watch it, it float. the scene is well-written enough where it flows naturally into that conversation. It doesn't bother me. And I like it. And I, mean, I, didn't, hate, I didn't hate it, but I just thought either keep it that way. Or it's setting up the movie. It's like, if you were a fan of this series, you might enjoy our movie. Here we go. You know, then right into it. But so. they don't just say that right off the bat. They have a few no. minutes of conversation mm-hmm. of bullshit, honestly. But it works. I, just, I, mean, I think I have it. You want me to play it at the beginning? I mean, yeah, then we'll get out of here. We need to leave. Okay. Who would have thought that to cast Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd in the opening of Twilight Zone? Defending Your Life is an amazing movie. That's all I'm well, I love saying. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks is like, awesome. I love Albert Brooks, but yeah, it's crazy. He's When he gets killed in a drive with a hammer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't get killed with a hammer. Oh, sorry. Stabbed. Is that someone else? Stabbed. No, that's somebody else, yeah. Okay. He just gets stabbed. He, he stabs him. I don't like that movie. At all. I like Drive. I, I want like to. Drive. I want to like Drive. But it's I like... Just... Sorry. Do you want me to play it? I have it. No, I got it. Okay. Yeah. You're taking forever. That's what I'm saying. That's right here. Okay, it. here we go. I can just play it right there here. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Really? Yeah. Okay, this is this is really really scary now. I trust you. Okay, pull the car over. You want to see it? Well, show me while I'm driving. No, I can't. I can't tell you about it. So only take a couple of seconds. All right, two seconds, okay? Okay. What is it? Just pull it over. Okay. I'll show you. All right. Okay. 
camera. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. What are you doing? Thriller. Thriller. It was one of those John Landis werewolf moments. Just like, just <laughs> funny and then scary right away. Yeah. Why did you bail out, Dan? Were you about to, like, I, 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 did I screw that up? No. Anytime I need to hunch over in pain or stretch, I'm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because cause when I started playing that, you went blank. I'm like, did I? No, I figured it was a good time where I can do that. Um, okay, I cool. keep the camera on me when I'm in pain. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm with Phoenix. Man. I, I, I I just got my shots on Friday in my in my spine too. So. God, what's wrong with you people? Uh, let's let's back, leave. Um, backs. God damn. Four sick old Fuck. men dying on a YouTube feed. Jesus. God yeah. damn. Do you remember and the eighties? Hey guys, let's go play kick the can. Uh, yes. Kick and then decide to be old. I want to be 80 over 8. Fucking douchebags. Okay, let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> LIWstudios.com. LIW the TZ Review. LIW Anthology Pod on Twitter. And that's it. Okay, fuck it. Um, tomorrow we're doing, uh, so Wednesday, if you're listening to the YouTube or early in the morning, I, I'm going to post the, these podcasts. If you're listening, we're going to do LIW Anthology Pod. We're going to discuss some fucking show. I don't remember what it was, but. And then we're also going to discuss John Carpenter's They Live, starting starring Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. Piper, Mr. Piper, <laughs> and Keith I David. Knew, I knew his daughter very nicely. Keith motherfucking David. That's right. So we're going to discuss that. Um, who else wants to go here? What show are we watching? I don't know. Alcoa Goodyear Theater. Uh, do you have that? Are we are we watching that live or what are we doing? Yeah, we're going to. Okay. We're, yeah, we'll discuss that after. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Adam? RaidersLostLicks.com. RaidersLostLicks on YouTube. I'm reviewing The Expanse. There's two more episodes left in the season. Check it out. It's always going to miss They Live because of that show. Unfortunately. And I just want to say, my kid's finally home after 70 days being in the hospital. Preemies. uh, You know, fight like a preemie, right? Welcome home, Jackson. Welcome home, buddy. Mr. Jackson, because I'm nasty. Miss Jackson. I am so real. (laughs) Never meant to make you know. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. I'm Adam Wilcox. Tick, tick, it. (laughs) So long, citizens. He's so nervous. Tick, tick. I said dick. Oh God! <laughs> I said, "Dig into a microphone." <laughs> Ribbit. Tip mouse. My mom's gonna be so upset. Oh, that was crazy. Was that another Simpsons reference there? No, I'm sorry. No, tip mouse. Tip mouse. I was saying like it was so cool, man, because I, I I woke up at like two thirty in the afternoon, right? Because uh, yeah. Can anyway. Frank? Can I but, stop the podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shut up.